0: Hi, hello, namaskara! Welcome back to UVC Chronicles, brought to you by UVC Graduates Association. Life is all about taking chances, trying new things, having fun, making mistakes, and learning from it. I'm Shreenuvi from third year Electronics and Communication Engineering, and our guest for this episode is Mr. Vishnu Govin from the batch of 2005 Electronics and Communications. I welcome you, sir.
1: Namaskara! <laughs> Hi,
0: thank you for that. Once a great man said that the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So without further ado, let's start this episode. So I welcome you once again, sir. Actually, we would love to hear a first hand introduction of you. So can you please give a brief introduction of yourself?
1: Hey, so hello to everyone. Namaskara. namaskara Namaskaragaloo. I, (laughs) My name is Vishnu Govind. I studied At UEC from 2001 to 2005. I was part of the electronics and communications batch, and I have a lot of fond memories of the college. (laughs) I'm a native of Kerala, brought up pretty much in Bangalore, so you can call me a Bangalorean for all practical purposes. And, uh, yep, I, I mean, my passion is. Software engineering, if you can call it that. Yeah, it's a surprise maybe for some, may not be for others. Though I've trained as a, an electronics engineer, mm-hmm. most of my work is actually on the software side of things, uh, which seems to be mostly the case with a lot of people, which <laughs> we, we might touch upon those later in the in this conversation. But uh, yeah, that's about me. And uh, I, I currently work at Advanced Micro Devices as part of um, a team that makes hardware debugging solutions so in an actually yeah that, that's about me <laughs>
0: uh, yes sir it was uh, a nice introduction we would uh, like to know how was your life at uvc and uh, like you you graduated in the year 2005 so how was life at uvc like two decades ago
1: wow two decades huh? almost I feel old man (laughs) I don't feel old but now that you put it that way I really looking back yes it's been a long time and uh, life at UVC, okay there are there are uh, you know every every coin has two sides there are two ways of looking at things but overall I would say it was a very um, very good learning experience not only in terms of engineering because engineering is not the only thing you learn at UVC, you also learn a lot more. Um, you learn a lot of skills that you don't easily get to learn in many other places. Uh, for example, I would say you learn to do things on your own and not just simple things, I mean things that are uh, probably far simpler to do in other places, but uh, in UVC you will have to go a long way, do a lot of things. I mean. Uh, there are processes there's bureaucracy there's red tape not complaining things have been that way for a long time it would be nicer maybe it is better already but um, it teaches you patience it teaches you how to deal with different people how to get work done you know uh, when you have to deal with different processes go through it like filling out a form you might have a hundred steps to get something done which may be much simpler in a different institution and of course uh, as part of that, you actually learn how to deal with people, how to get work done when, you know, your goal is to get something done, not about getting stuck in the red tape. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest takeaways I have from UVCE. And of course, there's also the, the network you make at you know, at that level, that's, that kind of stays. I mean, I, I would say I'm still in touch with a lot of my friends and batchmates. not, not only from electronics, a lot of my batchmates from UVC, maybe not as often as I would like, but yet yes, I am <laughs> in contact with them, and uh, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that you know, I, I all of them are doing really well, and I'm so happy for them, and you know, they're all doing so well. Some of them leading their own companies, some of them uh, doing some path-breaking research, and uh, others, you know, just they're like. Uh, doing something probably unrelated to what they learned but still doing great at what they are doing. So, a lot of interesting people you'll meet. <laughs> so, yeah, at UBC I was, um, where do I start? Um, maybe the first day <laughs> when we were all sitting in line for getting our admission, talking to the principal and uh, getting in there, then the orientation day when we get came in and we you know, through a nice long lecture where you know we're told about what the college offers and of course after that there was a lot of other things the labs the engineering drawing lessons what not a lot of fun I mean maybe as as we talk Sriniti you may be able to you know bring out some more of those memorable times and I, I can touch upon them so <laughs> back to you
0: uh, yes sir, definitely and i completely agree on the fact that uh, engineering is not the only thing that we learn at ubc and uh, i think nobody can disagree on this that uh, uvc will teach you a lot of things and it'll teach you some of the most important life skills you know that will uh, help us in the long run so coming back to fun life uh, right now we have two fests in our odd semester and two fests in our even semester So, how was fun life back then at UVC? How many fests did you have?
1: We had one major fest, Milagro. (laughs) That was the one we used to have. There was one fest we had in a year and that used to be the major thing where we used to spend all of our time on. Yes, there were smaller fests but college fest as such was a single one. And uh, yeah, that used to be the one for which everybody used to you know be running around arranging things getting stuff done going to other colleges inviting them it was fun I mean that's an experience so as I said see the network that you build is not only in the within the college you you build a network outside the college too. but yes that's um, the fest was just one yeah we used to have Gali's gurus come and perform at once I think one of those <laughs> years we had them and We had a rock fest. At least, there was a rock band that would play at every fest.
0: Uh, That was nice to hear sir. And Milagro is actually coming up on uh, 5th and 6th of May and uh, it's going to be awesome. And we all are really, really excited for that. Sir, how did your work life begin? Uh, Can you take us through uh, the journey of you into the corporate world? Hmm.
1: Interesting question. And uh, interesting for multiple reasons. For well, one, it starts at the college. I, I was part of the placement cell as a placement coordinator, one of the placement coordinators. And uh, well, uh, INFI was one of the first companies that came in for campus placements and I made it into INFI. I worked at Infosys for a year. Uh, there was a campus placement I got in. We trained at Mysore, then further trained at Hyderabad, then went on, worked at Singapore, came back. That was a learning experience. because. Um, what happened there was you you go in as a college student it's kind of a continuation of your college experience but at a much much rigorous pace for the next three or four months when they put you through training and then they let you lose <laughs> <laughs> you you're you're basically doing your own thing on a project and you know, of course there will be mentors guiding you and stuff and well I learned a lot in the year that I, I just spent a year at infy so I spent a lot learning there, and then I moved on to work in a different domain altogether. So there I was working on the banking back-end, we we were supporting a bank, so we were maintaining their back-end infrastructure, and I was like, I wanted to do a little more than that, so after a year I decided to move on. That's how I ended up looking for a job and I found one, this was at a company. It was, at that time, a small one called uh, Relational Systems Group, RSG, RSG Media. They were based in Gurgaon, and they were into the on-air ad sales domain. So, I worked there for like close to five, five and a half years uh, in that domain. So, on-air ad sales, IP licensing, and stuff like that which was interesting so they were in Gurgaon they were headquartered in New York so after after about three or three and a half years there I moved to the New York office worked there for a while and I had the itch to come back to India so I was back here after that and uh, that's when I interviewed with AMD and I started working here and AMD was something that uh, sort of a dream company I would say for multiple reasons uh, we've I've been a fanboy from college days so let me be very honest about that <laughs> never ever spoken that out loud anywhere else before this but yes i've been an amd fanboy before while in college times i remember one of our fests um, amd had sponsored the entire gaming competition so they had come they had given us some machines they we, we set up the lan and everything over there for a big nice gaming party and uh, it went on very well it was a very memorable uh, event that we had at that time and of course AMD was the underdog at that time and it was so for a very long time and uh, you know supporting the underdogs were was something that I think many of us did at that time and uh, we had the soft soft spot for uh, AMD at that it still continues I would say and uh, when AMD said that they're, you know, they would like to hire me, I was more than happy to get on board. So that's how I ended up uh, joining AMD. And since I joined AMD, I spent close to eight years working at AMD, mm, mostly on hardware debugging and different kinds of things. So there again, it's a domain shift from what I had done so long, uh, not so much in uh, knowing what different terms are but more in terms of processes and also about the specifics of what is being done within the company because coming from an electronics background made made things much much easier for me to understand uh, because I could see that uh, certain things are not easy for somebody who's never had a background in electronics to understand for example um, PCB layouts and the terminology used in that well that's something that not everybody in software has to deal with it, but uh, being a hardware company and being the software arm of a hardware company and the kind of projects that I was part of we, we had to do all of this and i found I found that it was simpler for me because of the background that I had in electronics After that I decided to take a break I moved abroad where I worked on a whole different domain altogether I worked for another product company there called uh, PDF Tron. Um, Who were into making uh, SDKs for PDF uh, you know dealing with PDFs you can read and create PDFs read PDFs display annotate do anything you want with a portable document format so I worked there for about two years and then again switched back came back to India and uh, was looking around and AMD was happy to have me back and I was happy to be back here again and so here I am with AMD again and still doing hardware debugging. <laughs> um, but yes doing a lot of new things in the same domain and having fun doing it if I, if I may add.
0: Uh, uh, that was uh, really uh, interesting to uh, listen to that sir. Sir uh, you have worked across different domains. So earlier you were in IT then uh, you know, RSG group and now you are in the semiconductor industry. So. What are some of the key learnings that you have taken from you know working across all three domains and and also what qualities uh, that an individual must have uh, to excel in you know every domain that you know he or she goes to
1: uh, very interesting question Programming or coding is probably the simplest part of what you do at the job. It is uh, the knowledge of the domain, is far more important and knowledge of the ecosystem is even more you know that that's what adds value to what you do at a place. So knowing how to write a program or how to solve a particular thing or knowing an algorithm is only the it is only one small part of what you're trying to do when you when you are at a job. because. Uh, the job is not just that much maybe initially see that this is uh, in the initial years when you're at a uh, at a place at an organization spend your time learn whatever you can do not do not shy away from any opportunity that comes your way if somebody puts you up to a challenge accept it take it up do it it's okay to fail it's 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 absolutely okay to fail. at least uh, most of most companies with an established process will not Penalize you for failure at that level. That's that's not how things work. So, when given a problem, try to solve it. See, and never shy away from asking questions because that's another very important thing I've learned. You know, y- uh, you don't have to do everything on your own. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. A lot of things is already done. Try to leverage what exists and create a solution that you need. Whenever you're t- you face a problem the end end result you are trying to do is solve that problem how to solve it yeah, well you need to put together multiple things maybe in different ways you'll have to try a lot of experiment and hopefully you have the luxury to experiment in terms of time and resources but uh, yeah never never stop asking questions and focus on your domain whatever domain you are in learn that I mean understand the specifics of that domain and that is going to serve you much more than anything else because that will allow you to conceptualize how a solution for that domain should look like that that is something very important the next thing that you need to understand is uh, you know technically you can once you start getting an idea of how things work you know you need to learn to be assertive. It's um, something that affects a lot of us is that we are pretty shy in terms of you know when somebody says, "Hey, this is how things should be done, we probably just accept it, we take it and we walk away. We do it. But uh, challenge questions, challenge the status quo. If somebody says this is how it should be done and you think there is a better way of doing it you don't have to be argumentative but you can always raise a question and ask hey why can't we consider this is there any issue if we do it another way if you think there is a better way always voice your opinion if you do not voice your opinion it's never going to be heard so voicing an opinion doesn't mean that you always get your way but it always makes sure that your opinions are heard and hopefully considered before a decision is taken and you also feel empowered that way right you your voice is considered in the decision making process and you also grow that way because maybe you don't have a full view but the full full perspective of what's being done but the moment you ask the question if there is a flaw in your reasoning there will be others who know better who will point this out to you and most probably in a gentle fashion. They will explain to you why that may not be a feasible solution or why that may not be a feasible approach so if you know something's right go ahead voice your opinions understand learn i think that's that's that that's what i i think i have understood so far in my career and i try to follow that and i hope that uh, my two cents helps anyone else out there
0: Uh, Yes, sir. I mean, uh, thank you, sir. There was so much to learn uh, here. I hope the audience are really, you know, taking notes of whatever you're saying. Uh, Sir, uh, you you were an electronics student, you know, now working in software domain. Like you said that, you know, the prior knowledge of electronics that you had uh, really helped you to, you know, climb higher. Sir, looking at the practicality of today's world, uh, there are so many opportunities in the IT and the software uh, sector. So, what's your advice on uh, uh, choosing the right career?
1: So, here's what I would say to that. In the first few years, learn whatever you can. Uh, And um, the practicality of today's maybe uh, situation has not changed way too much from what it was uh, when I finished engineering is that at the end of engineering, most of us are looking for a job at the fresher levels and everything it's not just for amd uh, for any company for that matter i think what matters more is your attitude and aptitude of course your skills matter but uh, your aptitude and attitude also make a big chunk of what gets you hired whereas somebody who is five to seven years experience if if they are being interviewed there's a lot more technical detail that can be tested and checked and probed Whereas with a fresher, that's, that's just not the case. So w- when, when a fresher is being interviewed, it's more about you know wo- the potential that they have. How in the future, we, when, you, when you're looking at a person, you're not looking at how they are today, especially as a fresher. You're going to look at how, how are they going to be two years down the line, three years down the line, five years down the line. Right? That, that, that's what you need to look at too. Think of think of it as, you know, you are marketing yourself. And be honest about what you're looking for because that that probably makes it much simpler for everybody in terms of making a decision. Find something that you really enjoy doing. If you do not enjoy doing your job, I don't think you will really do well there. That's not that's not how it works. I mean you're gonna be doing this eight hours a day and that's like one third of your life. Eight hours a day is gonna be sleeping, eight hours a day is gonna be work, the rest is the time you have for yourself. So one third of your life is gone in sleeping, one third of your life is gone in working. Only one third is remaining to do what you want. So if the one third of work is something you enjoy, you make your life so much simpler for yourself. Do what do what's right by you don't don't look at others don't look at see hey that guy got a job here that this guy got a job in something else he got a high paying job doing that somebody got a job that's not so high paying doesn't matter the first few years do not focus so much on the money money is definitely an aspect but that should not be the only driving factor go go with your gut do what you like to do if you think you're not Mm, this is not meant for you. Look for a change. Find something. Explore. Look, you have a a 30 or f- 35 year career ahead of you. A two year delay in choosing the right approach or the right path for you is not going to be m- to make a big dent in your career. Take your time and choose what you want to do and enjoy doing that. I'm, I'm sure that you know you will, you will uh, cherish the rest of your career doing what you enjoy doing, rather than you know day in and day out cursing yourself for getting into something that you don't want to do.
0: Uh, thank you, sir. That was very inspiring, and I think we all have learned something here. So, I think, uh, you know, we have come to the end of this podcast. Uh, thank you, sir. That was really an insightful session. You know, I hope uh, the audience have learned a lot of things. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all the audience for listening to this episode and stay tuned for the next one.